We are back on Talk of the Town, KTOE. It's Middays with Lisa Kay and Marie Wood from Mankato Clinic. So good to see your smiling face in person. Well, it's great to be here. Well, you always bring us some of the best experts in the field, and we get to talk about a lot of really interesting topics. I've learned so much. I was just thinking that we just had Jake on from physical therapy. We were a couple of physical therapists on. We've had people on talking about um, internal medicine. We've had people, uh, oh my gosh, so many experts in the in the health field. Right. We've done quite a bit on men's health, too. We've had several um, several of our physicians come in and talk to you about that. And those have been... Chronic pain. That was one of my uh-huh. favorite, Dr. Ifechi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so who did you bring today? Well, We've got another smiling face in the yes. studio. Today we have Heather Stair, and she is a nurse practitioner at the Wick- in Wickersham campus, okay. and then she's family medicine. And so she's going to talk a little bit about primary care. So a lot of times when you're at the clinic, you might hear people, you know, you come up to the desk and they say, who's your PCP? So a PCP <laughs> is a primary care provider. And so Heather's going to share a little bit more about what that means and how having a primary care provider is really important for your health. Right. And welcome, Heather. It's good to have you in. Thanks. I understand your dad is a listener of KTOE. He is. We have to give a shout out to Heather's dad, who's going to be. Hi, dad. So you grew up in the area? or I did. I grew up, I went to Mankato West, graduated from Mankato West, went to college at MSU. So I've been here forever. How long have you been working with Mankato Clinic? I started in Mankato at Mankato Clinic in October of 22 and prior to that I was with Mayo Clinic. Okay. All right. So you've been working in the healthcare field for a long time and then obviously what you went to school for as a certified nurse practitioner CNP that's what that stands yep. for, right? Yep. And then you've got some other letters on the back of your name? Yep, just advanced practice registered nurse. So I am a certified nurse practitioner, family medicine nurse practitioner. That's what FNP stands for. And then APRN is just advanced practice registered nurse. Do you start out in that vein of education just wanting to be a nurse or what is the what's the educational route there? Yep, so I went to school. I graduated from MSU with my bachelor's in nursing and then um, I always had wanted to go back to nurse practitioner school since the moment I, you know, graduated from nursing school. But I wanted to have experience. And then I had kids, we got married, life life (laughs) happened. And then I just never did it. And then my dad actually got cancer. And I was like, life's too short. I'm going back to school. This is what I really want to do. And so that's what ultimately pushed me into going back to school to be a nurse practitioner. Okay, the difference between like being a registered nurse and being a nurse practitioner is what for us that don't live in that world? So it is, I mean, as a registered nurse, I took care of people in the hospital. And then as a nurse practitioner, I can prescribe medication. So it's just like a below, I mean, a lot of years below a doctor. But um, I have the same capabilities, but I have that nursing background. Mm -hmm. Which is helpful because you, (laughs) I always feel like, Oh, the nurses that I've had are so good at taking care of me. Right. I mean, I just think about all the nurses. That, you know, when you have a baby or when you're, whenever you're in the hospital or whatever, the nurses are, are the ones that are really focused. The doctors will come in and do the do, and the, but the nurses really take care of the whole person. Right. And that's the center of, like, being a nurse practitioner is we do know how to take care of, like, the nursing aspect. And then so that's really kind of all-inclusive. Have you always been like that, like wanting to care for people your whole life? How did you? 
I no? my mom as a nurse. Oh, yes. Okay. So I went to school. I, I actually went to classes with her when she was like when I was really little because she didn't have daycare. And so I learned oh. about chicken pox and I'd run around telling people they had chicken pox and you hurt <laughs> your mandible, your chin. <laughs> so I'm like, my mom was like, you're destined to be this. And then she missed tons of my sports growing up. So I was like, I'm not going to go back and be a nurse. I don't want to miss my kids' it's sports. It's hard work, right? So then I went to be a teacher for three years. Oh, you too, huh? Complete. Yeah. <laughs> Marie's laughing because she knows I tried to do that. I was like, nope. Well, I've always just loved helping people. So I went to be a teacher, and then I was like, you know what? I still really just have that itch to be a nurse. So I'm like, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm doing it. And so she graduated from MSU, and I graduated from MSU. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's... we've just been a family thing all along. Is she still working or is she done now? She worked at Mayo forever and recently retired, but then she gets bored easy. So she went back and started giving immunizations again and gave immunizations at Hy-Vee. So she's still still working, dabbles in it, but essentially retired. Is it one of those professions that once you're in, it's really hard to get out of? I mean, I know it's a lot of work. It's kind of your identity. You're used to helping people, and when you aren't able to do that every single day, then you kind of feel like you still need to be in there a little bit. Now, because you're in healthcare, I'm going to ask, what was it like going through the pandemic for, for somebody that's worked in the field and then having all of that change? And we realize, we realize how much we need you and how valued you are. Right. Um, It was challenging. It was scary. It was nothing I had ever experienced before. Um, So it was it was a unique experience in so many regards. And it quite honestly was exhausting. Yeah, it was. You know, I feel like at one point in time I was like, why am I doing this? But then ultimately you remember why you're doing this. You're there to help people make them feel better, know that they have somebody there for you. And I was in school when the pandemic was happening, too. So I was getting hit on both ends of the spectrum, I felt like. Well, so certified nurse practitioner um, uh, and in family practice, uh, where do we know when we need uh, like a family practice doctor or a practitioner or like a specialized, do you know what I mean, Marie? You bring people that are specialists into me and then somebody just in family practice, like a general practitioner. Yes. Well, I think with a, what's nice about a primary care practitioner having that, they can help refer you to specialists and also coordinate all your care with the specialist. So they can keep tabs on what's happening and make sure that everything's going well as you're seeing different specialties. And they also can save you a lot of money instead of going onesie twosies here with specialists. You have just all encompassed coordinated care. And so a primary care provider, did you always want to just take care of, is that com- does that come from nursing then? Like, Yeah, I mean, primary care, I mean, we could take care of like, I have newborns, I have, you know, people over the age of 100, like it really encompasses the whole life of a person. And so I really always wanted, I didn't want to specialize on one specific thing. I always wanted to be able to, you know, have different types of patients every day, different ages of patient, different needs of patients. And that's really what primary care is, is we take care of all different things. Mm -hmm. And how is it um, that you keep track of, I know that we all have our files, our medical files and all of that, but I mean, you see the same people over and over, um, but how is it that you keep track of of who's going to be in the room when you walk in and, and what kind of 
do you remember? Do you remember I them do. all? I, I mean, do. A lot of people, I, I mean, I usually have to see you a couple times. Right. Um, depends on the situation, but I don't know. I've always been really good at remembering who people are and what their needs are. And I do really try to get to know my patients. That's another huge plus of being a primary care practitioner is I get to know my patients. I get to know how many kids they have, what they do for work, you know, just how their mental health is at a baseline. That way, when things are not good for them, I'm pretty good at being like, oh, this is different for you. Or if they say, if I ask them how they're doing, they're like, oh, I'm like, okay, tell me what that means. That's not your typical response. So I... I just that's the amazing part about primary care is we really get to know our patients. Is that the benefit of like having family medicine? Just I mean, you can take care of mom and daughter and baby and grandma. Yep. I have tons of families that come in and I see their whole family, Um, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, like kids, grandkids even. So it's really cool. And so I suppose the knowledge that you have, the base of the knowledge has to be so broad because Mm -hmm. of that. You need to know a little bit of pediatrics, a little bit of geriatrics, everything in between. You have to know a little bit of each specialty, too, which makes it kind of fun because you try to. I mean, ultimately, when we don't know and if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know. And we try to. I mean, our goal is to optimize their health. So if we have to, if we can't do it ourselves, then we refer to specialists. Okay, we're going to talk now about when I stop and think about maybe the KTOE listener that we're talking to uh, today, some of the recommendations that you might have for some of our listeners that they might not think about um, things that like routine things. What age are we when we're supposed to have like a colonoscopy or we should start thinking about things like that? Like. So that recently changed, actually. It used to be age 50, and now it has changed to 45. So that is a huge component of what we do all the time, remind people of when they're due for colonoscopies, mammograms. Every year starts at age 40. I mean, we do things such as lung cancer screening for people that have been smokers um, and, you know, bone density screenings for, you know, people that are prone to osteoporosis or the female population. Typically, we screen for that. Um, Pap smears, you know, we do kind of all of it. Right. And if... um Taking into account personal history, uh, that could affect any one of those things, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a history of breast cancer in your family. Absolutely. So that changes the screening recommendations based on personal histories for all of those cancer screenings that we offer. And then also with uh, what it is that you do, I've noticed, and I see a certified nurse practitioner as well, one of the things that I enjoy visiting with her about is all of the other types of support and Last time I was in, she even gave me ideas of like books to read to combat stress and things like that. So it wasn't just like complete. Um, it was really the whole the whole person. It is. It's the whole person for sure. So, Heather, if you were to give out some just general information for us uh, wanting to stay healthy, be a little bit more healthy. Oh, I know spring's coming up. Everybody's thinking I got to put shorts on pretty sometime pretty <laughs> soon. Right. Um, exercise, nutrition. Uh, what do you tell like what would you tell a general audience? So when you come in for your annual physical with us, we always, you know, are you exercising? Are you sleeping? How's your diet? What can we do to help you? Are there any areas that you feel like you're lacking? Um, So we not only focus on like screenings and how to keep you healthy, but, you know, where where can we help you be your best self? Um, So, you know, I always tell people, make sure you're getting 
good amount of sleep, whatever's perfect for you. You know, eat healthy fruits, vegetables, whole foods, um, less snacking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, no smoking, obviously. That's a big one we try to go to. But, um, yeah. I think that it's really important that people have open communication with their healthcare provider as well. A lot of times, I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen people like, nope, I'm fine. And, uh, well, I'm not sleeping so well. Right. Sleep is one of those things I never even think about. So, um, but yeah, there are times where you don't, you don't share those things. But what would you say to people to, um, about the communication between them and their healthcare provider? So well, think- how much information is too much? Right. Well, I don't think that there's, any amount that's too much. Sometimes we don't have a ton of time, which we don't like, but we just don't, um, to talk about everything. But um, we try to get to the nitty gritty of, you know, a little bit of everything. So we dabble in each area. But um, I think that, you know, it's all about trust. Like you have to come in there and meet with a person. And if they're going to be your primary care provider, you have to trust them and you have to trust that they have your best interest at heart. And you have to trust that you can call and say, hey, Heather, you know, I've had a sore throat for two weeks. What do you think I should do next? Like, so I think it's all about trust. And when people trust you, they tell you more and they don't hide it. Um, So, yeah. Mental health. I love mental health. We see a lot of mental health stuff. And I think sometimes it gets forgotten that we can help with mental health needs, too, because there isn't a lot of, you know, psychiatry or psychology people that are able to take a patient quickly. Are there more people coming into the field or do you feel like um, you need more help in, in your field or is it a... I feel like a lot of people are becoming nurse practitioners recently, like I just feel like a lot of people are realizing the capabilities and how fulfilling the job is and that, I mean, nursing's great because you can really change what you do all the time. So I think the people, people, a lot of people are applying for school and graduating and becoming nurse practitioners. I like that you um, grew up here and are from here and went to school here and are living here too, because I think one of the big um I don't know. I wouldn't say, well, complaints that I might have as just a consumer, uh, somebody needing health care, is that um, sometimes it's a different person every time you go in. You know, 100%. <laughs> going back to that whole like getting to know the person. Yep, absolutely. It is. I mean, everyone always comes in, are you going to stay? And like, <laughs> yes. Marie's like, you're not going anywhere, right? No. <laughs> I'm like, I have no intentions of leaving. I have two boys here. My husband's from Minnesota, too. So we've always just kind of been grounded here. My parents live here. My brother lives here. So, yeah. Yeah, choosing to raise a family in this area. And what's the best thing about working with Mankato Clinic that you've found? I love every minute of it. Um, I did rotations at Wickersham with Dr. Benson, and then I did a rotation with Nicole Fishbach. Um, And I just felt like even as a student, super valued, super cared about, just that they really wanted me to succeed. And I still feel like that every day. I mean, I ask questions all the time. I feel like if I don't know, I have somebody there to help me. Um, It's just a great environment to work just amazing. As a CMP, do you, I know when we go see like a, a, somebody with a doctor title, they have a nurse that works with them. Do you have support staff for yeah, your position? I do. I have a nurse that works with me Okay, every day, most days anyway. All She's right. great too. So it's really just the same. I, I mean, I, can, I can't tell a difference, Marie, if I go see a doctor or a CMP. 
uh, with the level of care. So, right. um, other than other than the personalized, you know, the the nursing mm-hmm. portion of it, I think really comes through. Well, I mean, I would say that they are definitely all healthcare professionals, mm-hmm. and so you know, whatever your comfort level, that would be the most important. You know, if you feel more comfortable with the physician or an NP. Personally, I will say I have been with a nurse practitioner since probably 30 years now. Okay. Probably since I was in my 20s. Yeah. I started with a nurse practitioner and I've stayed with the nurse practitioner in all the different clinics I've been to as far as, you know, moving around mm-hmm. and stuff. So and I've been very happy. Not taking anything away from the physicians themselves, but it's just another avenue that somebody could go into if they're looking for work and and a way to care for people. Right. And like, for me, I will say it just was, you know, I clicked with, you know, a nurse practitioner. So then you go to the next place and it's like, oh, well, that worked really well. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll try, I'll try another nurse practitioner. So that's just kind of the road that I went on in finding um, a primary care provider. how, How does it work at Mankato Clinic if we don't have a primary care provider and we're looking for one? Do you have certain um, healthcare professionals that are open and taking clients or taking people and certain ones that aren't? Or how does that work? Yeah. Yep. On our website, actually, when you go to MankatoClinic.com, right on the um, the homepage, there's, um, you know, there's a, a slide, a carousel that goes through. And the, one of the things you can choose is um, one of our pages called Primary Care Providers Welcoming New Patients. Okay. So people can go there and they can see all the different types. They can see our physicians. They can see our nurse practitioners. They can see family medicine. You know, um, primary care is also in pediatrics. So they can see all the different types. All right. And so, Heather, you have your own page on that, I'm sure. I do. <laughs> she looks thrilled about it. <laughs> My picture's embarrassing. It's like a driver's license photo. Just realize, I know. Right? I get so awkward when I have to take pictures. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> so if we are interested in meeting with Heather or anybody else, that it, if we're looking for primary care um, and, and maybe don't need something in the specialty area yet... Uh, it's a good place to go. Once again, the website is the best place. Yep. MankatoClinic.com is your best place to go. And anything else that I forgot to ask you that you want to talk about today? I don't think so. <laughs> we're, we're pretty good. I'm glad to learn a little bit more about um, all of the letters that come behind your, your name, Heather, and, <laughs> and why it is you do what you do. Um, patients go visit. Once again, hi, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> did a great job. Heather Stairs, certified nurse practitioner. And what's the other FNP? Fa- certified or family nurse practitioner. Family nurse practitioner at Mankato Clinic. We're going to put all of the uh, contact information in the show notes at the bottom of this over on KTOE.com once we're off the air. Thank you so much for coming in. So good to meet you. All right. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Good to see you again, Marie. Who are you going to bring us next time? Do you, are you working on it right now? I'm working on it. Perfect. We can't wait to see you next month. Thank you. We love being here.